I am ready. I am also ready. Does that mean we just start? Yeah. It's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh. I'm Sammy. I'm Lori. Throw off your glasses and grab a tiara because today we're watching Princess Diaries. Not a decom. Asterisk, not a decom. I mean, it has Brink in it. And a lot of decom references. And who else? I feel like, Josh, there's something else that made it a decom yesterday when we were talking about it, aside from me being like, Brink. Well, I mean, Eric Von Detten is enough to, like, tie this yeah. into the Disney Channel. Well, what um, the reason I wanted to do this one at this particular point in time is because it's based on a book series by Meg Cabot, who also wrote a book by the name of Avalon High. What? Which we might need our listeners to stay tuned one more week oh and for a discovery on why that might tie into this or just to compensate for weird <laughs> editing schedule sometimes maybe you already heard it and i hope you enjoyed it we'll get both sides. <laughs> yeah or maybe it's in like three weeks or a year who knows <laughs> maybe we'll have a group of random men just talk about it instead in like a year and a half yeah for me it's I was surprised this movie came out in 2001. Like, I I feel like DCOMs are on a different timeline because, like, I I can't quite explain why I think that, but it feels like movies that came out on the Disney Channel are, like, a few years behind, whereas this movie felt like it was very forward. Well, it's because it was a theatrical release, and I think that's, like, the big difference. Yeah. yeah, the pro- the production value is much higher in this oh, movie. Oh, totally. I mean, they got Mandy Moore and Julie Andrews. Okay, someone tell me what this movie's about in case some poor soul out there has no idea. Mia Thermopolis has just found out that she is the heir apparent to the throne of Genovia. With her friends Lily and Michael Moskovitz in tow, she tries to navigate through the rest of her 16th year. I had no idea his last name was Moskovitz, but now we know. Thank you, summary. I've seen this. I think we've all seen it. I've also read it. I've also read it. Josh has only just learned that it's a book series. It sounded too girly. Boys were not reading The Princess Diaries, I can tell you that. So how many times but did you, you know read what? it? <laughs> it's 2019. Boys can read whatever they want now. <laughs> but back in my day, we only got to read the stabbing books. The stabbing books? That's what I assume boys read? We know. It was like... I can't remember the name of it, but it's about a boy who, like, lives in the wilderness with his dogs. Oh, uh, Gone gone in the Wild or something? Into the Wild. Is that it? Yeah, by Jack London. I have it. I just found my copy from when I was in, like, third grade, and I drew a dog on the inside cover. I remember reading that book, being forced to read that book, and being like, this is miserable. This is about a kid, like, freezing to death. I do not want to read this. It was not enjoyable. That's my sixth grade critic review. This is like, I mean, you guys are, Lori, you would know because you read her book, but didn't she kind of like... I did too, excuse me. You did too? Yes. Okay, I thought I had a feeling <laughs> you did, but I guys read her book. I, for some reason, I heard that she kind of swore off doing film for a while, and this was kind of like her comeback. So the book literally stops basically like right before Mary Poppins happened, so literally like before a movie but I think she did retire from acting after, um, I, don't, uh, I don't know what the last movie was she did before Princess Diaries, but I think she retired from acting for a while, and then Princess Diaries got her back in for... Aw, I'm Supergirl, I'm here to save the world. That was a weird segue, but that's a good start to a, a movie, I think. Also, um, her and her friend Lily riding those stupid scooters that... They, they they predicted the scooter trend. They did. I wanted yeah. to be them. The scooters 
on like giant hilly roads. That'd be so fun. I mean, well, scary, good news, so. Josh, you can do it. <laughs> You're here. Your okay, time now. I'm not a teenager. I'm scared for my knees now. I don't know. So my my world is very small outside of Austin. Um, are these scooters a massive trend elsewhere or is most it major here? cities? Yeah. When yeah, I was okay. in Dallas, I saw like even more there near the like JFK Museum and stuff. It makes me feel better Everyone knowing that it's suffer. not just like an Austin phenomenon. Um. So yeah, she picks up Louie. Fat Louie is her cat, and then that Supergirl song plays, and then she like runs into Mr. Robitussin's garbage cans with her scooter, and it's very funny. Is this supposed to be a thing about like being on cough syrup? I didn't think about that, but maybe. I think it is. So I think I thought in the books, because I'm, I'm, it's been a long time since I've read the books, but I'm fairly certain in the books, Mr. Robitussin was like a nickname she gave him because of like cough syrup or like his, his demeanor or something like that. There were just so many little things that like, I thought I'd watched this movie recently, but watching it now, I picked up even more things that I didn't realize the first time or first hundred times through i watched it like a month ago it was on netflix it's not anymore which is a travesty Aww. but i was so disappointed i thought it was still on netflix and i was getting ready to watch this last night and i was like all right let's pop on some princess diaries and netflix disappointed me massively Dang. mia and her friend whose name is lily scoot onto the school and they got like chunky shoes and it, they never say Catholic schoolgirl, but they're like Catholic schoolgirl uniforms. And this is when Mandy Moore and her friends, what is it, Lana, Banana, and Santa? Uh, Lana, Anna, and Fontana. So bad. They were doing the choreographed, like, Spice Girls thing that the popular girls used to do. Nobody at my school did that. No, I don't think that's a thing that happened in real schools. I don't know. Me and my crew always did it. <laughs> Josh, Gosh, and Sash. I love their uniforms. So the school's name is just Grove. That could literally be anywhere, anytime, any. But it had a cute little lion. Like I, I loved the uniforms. Actually, they were good. I like how long the skirts were. <gasps> this is the part where, where, where the dude with the red hair is like on his laptop. Yeah, he has like the G three. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I liked that. This, I wanted to go to this school. I think I would have liked uniforms in school because I was pretty broke. So I was wearing like, if I got like one cool outfit, I wore it a bunch until other kids were like, you wear that a lot. And I would just never, ever wear it again. Yep. Same. Like, I have to throw this away now. You would have had a good point in that debate that Mia (gasps) had to participate in. I would have also vomited like Mia. (laughs) Yeah, I did not do public speaking. I was broke down like she did. I don't think I ever vomited, but I definitely got the sweats. Yeah. And I stammered. And I couldn't speak very loudly. And I Aww. hated speeches in school. So in this scene, Josh is like the super outgoing, like he can do say anything and the entire class will love him anyway. He doesn't even have a real speech. He's just like, it would be cool. And everyone's like, yeah. Did you guys ever have a kid like that in your class? Who like, he could say anything. Yeah. And the kid loved him. So the teacher was forced to like him. And you're like, they didn't even do anything. We had one of those, yeah. but he was like genuinely nice to everybody, which I don't think is quite the same as what Brink. Also, we should point out that when Josh says Josh in this podcast, it's Eric Von Denton's character, not him it's talking Eric in like Von weird. Denton slash Brink slash Josh. <gasps> okay, Mia, poor Mia. She has that scene where she's just sitting at a bench and a dude comes by and actually <laughs> sits on her. He's like, oh, sorry, I didn't see ya. I like so much of me connected with that because you just have those days where you're like can no one see me yeah where something like that happens you're like i this makes me feel actually horrible yeah there's one time on the bus it was like raining and a woman sat on me and she didn't move so then i just got (laughs) up nice no, if nobody else wants to tell a cool story, it's gonna get really quiet. I don't have, I don't have a story of being sat on by a stranger. I well, I haven't been sat on by well, um, <laughs> <laughs> by a stranger. I, it's, Josh? Mostly, it's mostly cars <laughs> where you're like walking somewhere. Wait, wait, what? I thought you said cops. <laughs> like they're just oh cops sitting on Josh all the time. No. Uh, <laughs> Mostly cars where you're like walking somewhere and very, you're like, I'm barely clearly here. And they just like turn into you anyway. You're like, yep. please see me. Yeah. 
Yep. But then you have to sit there and watch your crush get all smoochy with whoever they're going out with. I loved the dream sequences of her and him making out because it was like still equally awkward. She wasn't putting any like, oh, it's going to be perfect. Um, it's still like, oh, there's gum. And- well, she's never been before. Maybe like awkward kisses are what she thinks Ooh. it's supposed to be like. But yeah, we kind of went through it. There's the debate class. Mia is pro-uniform. Eric Von Detten is anti-uniform. And then while Mia's up on, not stage, like up at the podium, Mandy Moore, Lana insults oh, her hair. Yeah. And the teacher doesn't do anything because he's a really good leader. And then Mia has to run away to puke. Cover the tuba. There's so many great one-liners in this. Also, the music in this is great. Everything's great. Can we just talk about how great this is? I like it better than Mean Girls. Oh, easily. Ooh, yeah. I actually don't like Mean Girls that much. So it, the very beginning of this movie, I don't fully grasp who Mia is supposed to be. Because she is like the nerdy weird girl, but also she re- lives in a fire house, abandoned firehouse. Her but house also, is so cool. She goes rock climbing. So I'm like, so she's ner- public speaking nervous, but she can rock climb. I feel like I had those kids too where like their moms were probably hippies and they always wore those like brown Oosh. sandals with Velcro where they were like mm-hmm. really outdoorsy and like their interests could be cool, but they also really liked Lord of the Rings and mimicked anime characters. So you were never like yeah. quite sure where to yeah. put them. Mia, Mia was there with her eyebrows. And they, yeah, they were prosthetics. I, I read somewhere once that they like individually glued each hair on. So it took forever to put her eyebrows on. I was looking, I would like, cause they do a close up, and I was like, is that real? Is that not what's going on? They looked, they looked really good. Like, I mean, they made her eyebrows believably bushy. Sammy, I feel like you could do a very good, <laughs> okay, I don't want this to be if another. I, if I have six out of ten. <laughs> What's happening right now? I think you could do a very good pre-makeover Mia because you have curly hair and your eyebrows are like fuller. They are. I have I have eyebrows that are on point. Okay. <laughs> okay. These days. I was trying not to be like, you're definitely the pre-makeover hot girl. <laughs> That's God. a compliment because it's still the hot girl. All she has to do is throw her glasses away and right. shake her hair. But she's just a young girl who lost her dad and her grandma's coming to say hey. Clarice. Ooh, Grandma Clarice. Um, so then Jod- Jodie Foster shows up and... Oh, wrong movie. No. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This is the really good song that always makes me almost like... I remember sobbing to it at the end of the movie. The She's at like choir. They sing the Catch a Falling Star and song. Josh is going crazy. Like they have a little jam session first and Josh is like dancing around in his little t-shirt and I'm like, what is going on in this school? But then they sing a cute song. I love that song Catch so much. You're welcome. But then she gets to go to her grandma's mansion for the first time. And that's the first time we hear the get off the grass. (laughs) In every language. Which I like still yell at people. Me, I yelled that at my sisters all the time. So she gets to visit her grandma at this beautiful like mansion. I don't know what she was thinking. Maybe she was thinking this is just like a fancy tea place. They told her when she walked in that it was the Genovian consulate. Oh, okay. Please don't touch my soy nuts. That's my ringtone now. <laughs> so Mia had no idea. Her family lineage. It turns out that when the plan was to like, she was mad at her mom for not telling her, but her mom wanted to give her like a normal childhood before she had to deal with this. But then when her dad passed away, things kind of changed. And I can't tell how long ago in this the dad was supposed to have died. So I'm assuming like two months ago. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. her friend Lily ends up saying like, it's been two months. I thought you were over this. I was assuming like two years, but like two months is pretty. But it seems like he wasn't really in the picture also. Yeah. No, she said that he just like sent her birthday gifts and that's it. Which is a sh- In the books, he's not dead. That was one of my truths in a goof, Sammy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've read the books. <laughs> it wouldn't have worked on me. You guys keep talking. Trivia. <laughs> so when she's with her grandma, she's like, I don't want to be a princess. She actually says, "Um, my expectation in life is to be invisible and I'm good at it and I was like oh crap because that was me in high school where I was like I just want to be not seen 
and like get through this. But when when um we got we can't skip the part where when Clarice is like, "Yo, your princess," Mia goes, "Shut <laughs> up." And Clarice is like, oh my. And then one of the like servers comes. He's like, well, I don't think she means it literally. It could be like golly G or. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> so yeah, her mom and her have a heart to heart. And then like the next morning, Clarice has come over to speak to Mia's mother. And she's like, the future of Genovia is in the hands of my 15 year old. And then it like pans upstairs where Mia's like getting ready for school. And she's just like wiggling oh her eyebrows God, up and yeah. down in the mirror. It felt so real as like. Yeah having been a teenage girl before i used to do that all the time oh my god i still do it i avoid looking in the mirror i actually forget that our bathroom mirror like you can see the reflection of it from our couch so i'll like do stupid faces and stuff in the mirror forgetting that if levi's sitting on the couch he can definitely see (laughs) mia's mad that clarice is there and but they like end up making an agreement via the fire or via the attic door that Mia will go to princess training and then wait until after the ball to decide if she'll take the throne. And they agree that it'll be a secret yeah. until the ball. She's just going to go to training, see if this whole thing can work out, which I guess is like all that <laughs> Sister Mary Clarence can accept. Sister Mary Clarence. Clarice. Clarice, yeah. Be respectful of Julie Andrews, Joshua. Don't insult Julie Andrews. Sister Mary Clarence is... <laughs> it's from... Oh my God! What is it called? What's Whippy Goldberg? Sister oh my God, act. Sister Act! I still yes. haven't seen okay. it. I'm still making you watch this sometime. It's been a year, so we'll get to it. Um, Joe and his name is not Joey, which he makes clear. He's like one of the best characters, and Mia's like, "I have to ride to school in this hearse." He's like, "This isn't a hearse, and if it were, there'd be more <laughs> silence in the back seat." He's like so he roasts her, like in a clever way. He's actually in Pretty Woman, and. He- he also does like a similar kind of role where he's like pampering the girl who's getting a transformation. He only put, he only, it's in his contracts that he'll only be in a movie if there's a woman named Julie or Aww. Julia. So Julie and Julia starring on, Amy Joe. Adams and Meryl Streep yeah. is really great for him. He's like really good at insulting without people realizing it's an insult. Like if he would have called you guys the sixes, like you would have been cool with it. And he's really good at like doing things discreetly or like saying things that have a deeper meaning than what he's very authoritative is what josh is trying to say at one when they're dancing he like looks at julie andrews and he's like you've been wearing black too long and i'm like that is so cute because it's a like he's acknowledging that she's been mourning and b that he wants to see her smile and happy and dancing i was like oh that's just so perfect joe it's also so sweet did he swoon did he make you swoon a little bit he made me spoon. Is he the best decom daddy? No, this is not a decom and he's not a dad. <laughs> okay, fine. Is he just the best daddy then? It's weirder if I don't say decom in front of it. Ew, why are you asking me? Yeah, okay, see? If I don't say decom, it's gross. This is a children's <laughs> podcast. Lana and, and her friends make like a weird bulimia joke about me of you puking. Which I was like, oh, that's such a horrible thing to say. I'm like, oh, that's supposed to be, like, supposed to be bad. It's the yeah, bad character. Yeah, once again, something that went totally over my head when I was like 12 watching this. And then she makes it look like she's throwing up her pom-pom. Yeah, which was actually like pretty cool. I mean, it's like yeah, shitty, it but it looked good. cool. Yeah. The t- the, you know, the timing was well delivered. I really love Mandy Moore. <laughs> Mandy Moore is so great. I want her to be in more stuff. Michael, Lily's brother, is in a band. He plays keyboard, and he also apparently fixes cars. And plays guitar. I don't know why she was, like, she's sitting there watching him play keyboard, and she goes, he plays guitar, he can sing, and they he's were talking so about the lead. They were talking about the lead guy. I thought no, they, they were... were talking about Michael. Were they? Yeah. It, it would didn't make... make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me either, because he's not playing guitar. Yeah. No, he's not. I think they were saying, because he was, like, playing piano, so they're watching him. They're like, oh, he can also. They're like, can you believe all the stuff he can do? So it like, would make more sense if they were like, he plays keyboard and he plays guitar. But it was just like, he plays guitar as they're watching him play keyboard. Okay. But <laughs> later on, Mia's like, oh, your friend over there, he's really popular. Uh, and he has really good vocals. I still think they were talking about him. I think it was supposed to, like, put, because, like, I think Mia hadn't thought. Do we need to rewatch this scene? I'll watch it. Not right now. But I think the main point of the scene was that, like, Mia had never, like, 
it wasn't even like friend zoning, which is great, especially for a movie that's like 20 years old. It was more like she never considered the option. Yeah. Cause like I had a crush on my friend's brother at one point and it was like, it was just kind of suddenly where you're like, oh yeah, he's a boy. Like I'm not related to him. So like oh. at this point in time, Mia like hadn't even like, like yeah, thought she hadn't thought of it. And it sounds pretty new because the, he's, this is the first time he really like offers. He's like, oh, to fix your Mustang, it's $400. I'll do some free labor. And like the guy who works with was like free labor. Uh-huh. Okay. Lily shit talks me as dad. And I think this is probably the part that you guys were talking about where she says like, he's been dead for two months. You should be over it. Cause yeah. me or Lily sucks. She really, she, yeah. Lily is the worst friend ever. She's the worst person. See, there's a scene later where she's like, I'm just going to throw away our best friend bracelet. And I was just like, do it. Dramatic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just go do it. But I really like the actress who plays her. No, I think she plays her very, like the character that she's given, she plays very well. It makes sense. And I feel like these are real friend relationships that people have to go through. Are you thinking of anybody in specific, Josh? A lot of people, actually. Yeah. Oh, um not on this call mia goes to meet michael who's lily's bro and then we already did that part i just yeah. didn't see that oh no, no 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 she's going to princess training she's actually yeah. doing it i love the princess training montage does your slouching affect your hearing princess training montage is my favorite part of the whole movie she's just mia making fun of uh, the queen behind her back and we don't slump like this the slump is such a good word and like the way she slumps is still fucking graceful it is because it's julie andrews she can't do anything without grace and beauty and poise what an asshole i'm so sorry a woman never crosses her legs in public and the assistant like uncrosses her legs yeah <laughs> I feel like even just watching this, my posture is better. It's like Julie Andrews walks in a room and everybody's like spine straightened. Um, another moment that over that went over my head when I was younger. She's tied to a dining chair with an Hermes scarf. Mm-hmm. Keep her shoulders up. A luxury brand scarf in order to like correct her posture is the most posh thing ever. Uh, mom briefly reveals that she's dating a teacher. Oh. In the book, it was a much bigger deal. Like uh, Mia wakes up and like her teacher's in her kitchen with in his underwear, and she's like, "Ah, wow, okay." In the movie, it's not as much of a thing. She's in soccer practice, and Josh was like, so "What you gotta do is like lighten up and just like go with the flow and like let it go." I feel like he was actually kind of trying to be nice here. Like, I, as somebody who like. In gym class, I hated it because they would never let me play because, like, it was always team stuff and, like, the people who cared didn't want to let me do anything. Like, if one of them had been like, here, I'll help you, it would have, like, meant a lot. I mean, she enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. She wasn't paying attention to what he was saying, though. He was thrusting quite a lot. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? Is Josh high? What's happening? <laughs> He's high on that brink energy. Just saying the song. Big brink energy. Selection in this was great. Brink is my lord and savior, as we all know. And so I can't hate him in this movie. <laughs> I know, me neither. Oh, this is one of my favorite parts. Like, uh, they're going to princess practice and Mia needs to change in the lake. Because at the first princess practice, Clarice is like, I swear to God, if you wear fucking sneakers with knee highs here again, I will kill you. Joe will take you out back like the last God. princess before you. Why did you think we needed a replacement? And so then Mia gets like, he, oh, uh, he, Joe has heels and he gives them to her and she he's like san francisco is a weird place when i bought these shoes they asked if i wanted them wrapped or to wear them and i was like that could have gone so south but it was not yeah there's a few references a little bit more progressive nature that isn't demeaning at all there's that uh later when paolo uh was like i'm the one who outed her not like that i would never (laughs) yeah oh my god Yeah, he wasn't, like, saying it was a bad thing. He was just kind of like, I never thought about it before. Yeah, yeah. I bet Genovia is, like, real gay. Oh, probably. Those, those pairs. They were probably the first country to legalize gay marriage. They didn't have to legalize it. It was always legal. Exactly. Uh, um. Oh, oh, this is the dancing part. This is probably one of my favorite parts. With her weird head bobbing. 
He's like, no, we don't shake your head. You're not a doggy on a dashboard. That was so cute. Because he just like kind of like gently like stops. No, none of that. Oh. I also thought he's just like, show me how you dance. And he oh, was no, like, like, oh, you know. It was like a good dance, I thought. I thought it was cute. But then he was, he wasn't like, oh, no, that's terrible. He was just like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to show you the Genovian version. Yeah. It was just like so, so nice. Like not like, don't do that ever again. Just yeah. this is fine. I'll teach you something else. She needed to learn the Wango. No, we don't call it that. No? That's what she calls it. But Clarice and Joe were both just like, mm. <laughs> um, But then they dance and it's very saucy. It, it, they dance, it's good. It's so cute. Uh, I was going to say, like, I know a piece of trivia, but I don't want it to be one of the truths and two truths and a goof. So maybe I should keep it to myself. No, just say it. Just keep destroying okay. it. It's cool. Um, apparently, uh, Julie Andrews and what's his name? The actor who plays Joe uh, were not written to have a romance. They they put it in there themselves. Oh. Oh. Like they, they felt that there should be a portrayal of an over 50 romance. That's, That's so cute. cute. Isn't it? Oh. And it's not like, I, I feel like oftentimes in movies when there's the above 50, it's like kind of sad or like bittersweet at least in this one. It's just all sweet. It's just yeah. cute. It's just this, it's, and it's normal and it's natural yeah. and it happens very gradually romance. too. Yeah. And I liked that just the actors felt like it was needed. I love how you can kind of see Mia slowly transforming as well. I think they did a good job of keeping it like not crazy transformations. Like she wasn't overnight super like flowy and perfectly princessy. She was still awkward, but like she was learning to have a little more control of herself. And I think that showed in the dancing where at first she like throws herself into Joe and then she kind of learns to flow with it. And is better at it by the end. There's a lot of these movies where it's like ugly duck takes off glasses become super sexy. And like that's the kind of depth of the transformation. And I feel like this one is more like the modern queer eye where it's more teaching her that it's like okay to take like care of your hair. and But like if you're not meeting your physical changes with some sort of like transformative confidence boost like wholly then like it's not. Because like she could be like super pretty but, like, everybody in her class was making fun of her because she was kind of trying to, like, hide it away. Yeah. But then, like, like once she embraced it, everybody was like, yeah, you're cool. Yeah, everyone, the transforma- the physical transformation for her was the thing she least wanted. Yeah. She wasn't trying to, like, be pretty. When she shows up to school with her hair all straight and stuff and she- and they start mocking her for it, like, that felt very, as somebody who was terrified to ever dress up or differently in high school because I didn't want attention drawn to myself like I I knew what she was going through and it's not positive attention and I think like I I constantly had people telling me why don't you ever like wear dresses and it's like because I don't want that attention because it's not positive like I own a bunch of heels and dresses and I can dress I usually wear like jeans and a t-shirt because that's what most situations call for but I have friends who it's like we're going out to like a theater thing or something and I'll wear like a dress and heels and they're like, oh, somebody's dressed up. I wouldn't have expected that from you. I'm like, they hang out at your house. Like I keep, like, like you said, it's not positive. It always feels like they're, it's kind of like when a guy says like, oh, you're not like other girls. You actually like video games or whatever. We're like, you can compliment it without insulting the other aspect. And that's yeah. what it kind of feels like where they're yeah. like, no, you're usually so slumpy. Yeah, it's exactly. It's one thing to be like, oh, your dress is really pretty. You look great today. But it's another to be like, oh, this is different. This is abnormal. You know what's even worse? When your best friend can't accept it either. Lily throws a freaking hissy fit in the limo. It's a, It was a lot. I think it was definitely more about her than about... Because she like portrays the like weird, quirky kind of Daria, I don't care about anything sort of thing. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think she leans too much into uh, counterculture as yeah. her identity. As opposed to, like, I, I like these things, and that's what makes me me, instead of, like, she's just like, yeah. I don't want to ever be mainstream, and anything mainstream is bad. Totally. Which is very high school. That's it is very, very high school, school, and these conversations were the things that I remember, like, kind of having to go through when you're, someone's, like, view of you didn't match up with who you actually were. And it, like, yeah. had that yeah. awkward, like, 
I thought I was your friend. I don't even know you now, you know? Like, it's not your job to be what other people expect you to be. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that that was cool, especially to have, like, a girl going through that. and Yeah. Yeah. And that's when Mia kind of, like, breaks down and is like, okay, I'm not just doing, like, she needs an excuse for why. It's like she can't admit that she cares about appearance and stuff. So she that's when she tells Lily that she's a princess. That way she can blame it on that entirely which is so sad because like up to this point she was like you could see she was kind of like excited to see what her friends thought yeah and it was cute and then lily was a giant butthole but michael was mm-hmm. nice and sweet about yeah, it michael was mm-hmm. he showed interest in her before this point so this is like oh, a yeah. continuation of seeing him giving mm-hmm. her looks where he's kind of like oh you've always been pretty but like this is nice when he opens the limo door and she's like actually adorable there oh my god yeah that was cute it was very cute yeah, it, but it's so different from, like, the other nerd transformation. Like, she's mm-hmm. all that, where it's, like, it's ugly girl, and the second she's transformed, then the guy shows interest, and is just yeah. like, oh, so you can be pretty. Now I'm attracted to you. No, he was always attracted to her, and then he saw her like that, and he was just, like, blown away, which is great. Next, pres- oh, wait, uh, Mia has to take off her hat in class. And then everybody comments on her hair and like Lily kind of stands up for her. She's like, I think it looks great, but it's so like. Another, another thing that totally went over my hair, over my head. Over my hair. Hair. Yes. Voltaire hair. I always thought she was saying vault air. And I was like, what the fuck is vault air? (laughs) So finally I was like, Voltaire, it makes sense now. But the next prince's lessons are when they do the waving. She's like, you don't wave like this. And then, like, somebody's leaving and they both, like, turn around and they're like, thank you, thank for, you being. for being here today. It was Joe who was leaving because he was sitting with them pretending to be in a car. Yeah, it was so cute. He was pretending to be their driver. And then he's like, I actually have to go drive somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> when you guys were little and watching this, did you, like, wave along with it? Oh, uh-huh. of course. Yeah. yeah. It's like long. Thank you for being here today. <laughs> But the next day, Mia goes to school and the paparazzi is there and everybody knows that she's the princess. And Sandra O is the principal and she's great. Oh my God, she is good. She like fawns over the queen. Mm-hmm. She's like shaking as she like hands her the tea. She's like, I'm sorry, we don't have anything better. I love how Clarice can like see straight through it. She's like, would a fine principal such as yourself be able to show around the uh, safety things we have in place here? <laughs> she was way smoother than that. <laughs> yes. Um, there's like a brief little, like, I feel like this was, I think it happened in 10 Things I Hate About You as well. There's like announcements over the speakers at different points. And one of them was like, well, the Feng Shui Club, please stop rearranging the lawn furniture. Oh my gosh. Seriously, line after line, like this movie delivers, sis. And this is why when Lily starts listing off reasons why Mia can't be a princess because she's a jealous asshole. Not Mia. Lily is. That's not one of the reasons. And then she's like, but also, can you be on my cable show? Oh, right. Her friendship with Mia is so self-serving. But that's what it's like when you just want to be invisible. You, like, attract those people who just want, like, validation for who they are. Mia becoming pretty and kind of, like, I think it's clear she's getting, I think it's, like, less the pretty that Lily's upset about and more, like, you can tell that Mia, like, how she's holding herself is more confident. Yeah. And if she's more confident, then she can't be controlled. So it's kind of like an abusive situation where she's like, oh, you're gaining agency. I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, it was Paulo who spilled the beans hello because he he didn't do it because he wanted like there was some money they paid him some he didn't want to turn it down but it was mostly because he needed everybody to see a beautiful transformation (laughs) he was so great um what's that actor who plays him he's in a lot of paul giamatti yeah he's so good wait wait, was that right uh i think you i think you're right uh i was making a joke (laughs) let me see paolo where's paolo but also, Josh, guess who directed this movie? Okay, you won't know his name, but he also directed Pretty Woman. Really? Yeah, it's the same director. Is it Joe? Larry no. Miller. Gary. I don't know. So Larry, oh, so it's not Paul Giamatti. It's not okay, Paul Giamatti. You. But it's the dad from 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh. <gasps> Holy shit, you're right. Yeah. Nice. So there's so <laughs> many connections here. Holy crap. Uh, Mia tells Joe that she doesn't want to be a princess. And then Joe just says, you can't quit being who you are because it's like Aww. part of her ancestry. Like... It was cute. <gasps> We're already at the dinner. This is like a trial run for the real ball. 
made me feel so much better about myself as an awkward, clumsy human being. It was just so great. So she does nothing right at all. The uh, guy's, uh, guy's sleeve catches fire right next to her and she just dunks it in an ice bucket and then throws water on top. And then she like gets too big of a bite of the um oh, the ice a lot of stuff yeah yeah whatever it was the palate cleanser it looks so good and <laughs> and all the this that couple next to her tries to go along with it so they she doesn't feel she's doing anything wrong and then it just causes a whole scene oh, and, then, <laughs> and then there was the thing with the grapes what happened with the grapes she just drops like a grape on the floor and decides to go under the table to pick it up. That was it. Yeah. And then just like bumps the table and everything falls over. But the cute thing was everyone at the end was laughing. And like to me, I was like, oh, they had a good time. And like it was just silly. It was but... super cute. And then they, it, the, that one guy who was super difficult to impress he's the one who started the laughing riot which was so great but he also cracked me up when uh clarice was like do you want to see the pictures of his kids and he's like no no (laughs) i get that i feel that on a personal so good (laughs) after this i think mia took it really hard because in her mind she kind of failed because she wanted to be like the perfect like princess but she was still awkward and like kind of caused a disaster it's really unfortunate because she's had like a month to take in everything and learn all of this and everybody else is like born and bred like they all went to like ritzy schools and yeah to learn where which fork to use yeah and then also it's a lot of pressure like her first public appearance as royalty like that's a lot of pressure it's like when you walk into a house to get chips it's your own house and (laughs) (laughs) Like, anytime you try to do anything, like, sneaky or quiet is when, like, everything's extra crinkly. You drop everything. You trip over the thing. It's like she's trying to be her, like, best, most proper self, and that's when you're going to, like, get a brain freeze and trip on stuff and drop things. Let's go on a cute trip in a Mustang convertible around San Francisco with Julie Andrews. I want to take Julie Andrews to, like, an arcade and a walk down the bay. Like, ah. I love how repulsed she was by everything, but she never, like, she was trying not to let Mia see how repulsed she was by everything. She was just kind of like, oh, okay, sure. And like, she just, like, I'll had her, them. like, hand wipes to, yeah. like, wipe down everything. But then also had fun. The arm wrestling part, like, I, I think it's, I think this is, like, one of my favorite. And then she eats the corn dog and it's tasty. Yeah. And then, oh, my God. So then they roll backwards in the Mustang and they hit a trolley and they almost have to go to prison forever. But then she's like, Bri- not as a bribe, she's like, oh, if you guys ever need a job in Genovia to the she trolley driver. She flatters them into yeah. dropping the charges. It's like her little charismatic move, diplomatic moves mm-hmm. to get her way. It would work. Yeah. It tracks. That's real. That that wasn't even a scene in the movie. Like, they were filming and they accidentally rolled into the trolley and she right. just, like, dating she character. She improvised knighting one of the trolley dudes. Now I need to get rid of one of my other truths, I guess. Um. <laughs> this is where the thing with the Josh kind of starts picking up. Tell us about it. He breaks up with Lana, who was yes. like, all like, oh yeah, I'm best friends with Mia. We have sleepovers. We have a good time. But she's just, like, seeking attention and wants to be a star, obviously. That's who she is. So he pretends to be, like, better than thou and is like, no, I don't want to be with someone like her. I want to be, like, somebody with you. Oh. And then Mia's like, yeah, heck yeah. And she makes plans for the night that she was supposed to be at Lily's stupid cable show. And also her date with Michael. Well, it wasn't a date, but it's a date, and there's pizza. They go to, like, the beach party, and then all the cameras show up. And so Mia and Josh run into a beach house thingy, and he says something about a foot rub, and then he's like, oh, no, me, and he's, like, putting his foot there. It's It was a Gaston moment. Definitely. Yeah, it was pretty gross. I thought up until this point, he wasn't a bad guy. Like, yeah. He was never explicitly mean to her. He was never really mean to anybody. He just kind of ignored her. But at this point, when she's like clearly in distress and yeah. is trying to calm down, and he's just like, How about a foot rub? 
I'm like, oh no, 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 I meant myself. Like, oh my god, like a self, like self-serving. That's all he wants. And it's not even. It's so bad because like he doesn't even think about how she could have thought that he meant for her. Right. Like it doesn't even cross yeah. his mind. And for her, like I don't think she even realizes how bad he is. Maybe because her best friend Lily is like equally self-serving. Ooh. Like she's just surrounded by like very manipulative yeah. people. I think what proves it though is that she's really looking for that foot pop and kiss. It's kind of like the bend and snap of Princess Diaries. Basically. Okay, so Mia believes that all the movies, when a girl has the romantic kiss with the guy, her foot pops up. And that is a sign of romantic time. Has that ever happened to you? I can't say it hasn't. I can't say that I've been paying attention. Everybody I've ever smooched... I think has been taller than me, like significantly enough to where I have to like my feet pop because I'm kind of tippy toeing. Like I've done, I'm pretty sure I've done a foot pop here or there. I've kissed a lot of people. There's there's chances that has happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more like a pinky finger when you're drinking thing. Like you either do it or you don't. I think it's one of those things where you're not paying attention when you're doing it. Like your mind yeah. is focused elsewhere. Like. I'm, like I'm, in your nethers. Yeah, I'm paying far more attention to what's happening on the front yeah. side of my body. <laughs> uh, anyway, Josh kisses Mia. He tries to, and she tries to pop her foot, but it gets caught in a volleyball net, and it, it was... Just, it wasn't working. And that was a sign that he's not the one for her. I feel like it's a really clean cut way, not clean cut, but like clear way to show like the tweens and stuff who are watching this movie. Like you can't really explain like the vibe that you feel with somebody that you're attracted to. And so that was like a very clear cut way for them to be like, if you have this, then you're meant to be together. And if you don't, then you're not. And that's like explaining attraction in a very black and white way. I also like it can break down like the things you're looking for. Yeah. If they're not lining up, then don't pursue that. Well, and there's some people who have, like, all of the things that you're like, if I were to make a list of, like, the perfect person, this is what he or she would be like. And then you meet the person who checks all those boxes and there's just not, like, It's still a doesn't work. Yeah. There's no foot pop. It's stuck in a volleyball net. Paparazzi's everywhere. Pff, relatable. Well, that's the, that was the worst place to go. Like, why were they trying to do that? Then? It's Well, he, like, he very clearly, like, he grabbed her hand and he's like, come this way. So, like, he had, like, tipped them off, obviously. Oh, God. I thought Mandy Moore did. I no, I thought that they maybe both did together. Oh. There anyway, there's a helicopter, there's cameras. It gets on the front page of papers. It's bad news. Yeah. Okay. It's very like Bush twins circa 2005. Ooh, a good time. Yeah. Grandma Clarice is very disappointed. Very disappointed indeed. This is not the behavior of a royal princess. I mean, Prince Harry, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She's looks like she's doing it right. And also, all she was doing was kissing a boy. Like, yeah. Yeah. At That's a party not... that was at a beach. And if, like, she would have been able to explain it, I think they do later. Like, the fact that it was clearly, like, a setup. And Lily admits that she does want Mia to be a princess, so she'll have power. Because she's like, I just, only 12 people watch my show, which our stats would show is relatable to us. Um <laughs> Bill, uh, Mia invites Michael to the ball and he's like, nah. Oh, yeah. She kind of let him down. Again, the most relatably awkward teenage conversation where he like shows up to get the money for the car and he doesn't want to look at her. So he just like grabs a mask and sticks it on his face. And oh like, that's so teenager. <laughs> I remember. And by teenager, her. it's like when you go to a party and there's a dog and then you're like, me and this dog are best friends until the end of the night. Yep. I remember the part where she has her face thing on. The BRA strip. Yes. Her nose strip. And like he is he comes around, she's like, Oh, you're here. And she pulls it off and like just has immense pain. And they even like leave. She was like actually wearing it. Like they had like a white ring around her nose where it was. Like she still has like kind of the residue from the adhesive and it's grandma clarice says that she believes in me actually being a princess like she kind of i think joe's the one who was like you're too harsh on her like it was a setup like me know me as good but at this point mia is not wanting to accept the role of princess and the queen already told her that she feels like that's the best idea so she i think she starts running away 
I'm not, I can't remember where she was going to yeah. go. She was going to go to Colorado to go rock climbing. Well, Mia is like deciding to just completely run away. This is when she finally opens the cute locket diary for my dad. There is the really relatable moment moment where like a piece of paper falls on the ground and then her cat appears out of nowhere to lay on that one specific piece of paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. It was a really yeah, cute. her dad's like, yo, you brave. It's still weird that they just never, it's kind of another parent trap thing where it's like, why didn't he talk to her at all? I think it's because he couldn't talk to her without revealing who he was really. And so he probably thought it was better to keep his distance. That way she could like, because like the mom was very like, there's the point where they're like creating art by popping balloons filled with paint and stuff. Like, I think he wanted that life, but he knew that because didn't he have like a sibling die or something? That was supposed uh, to take. No, he like he went into the um. What's the word? He he became religious. Um, yeah, went into the the ministry or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So he had a point where he had to decide whether he wanted the throne or not, and that was a tough choice for him to choose because it seemed like he and her mom were definitely in love. She didn't want royal life. She said something about not wanting to walk a step behind somebody. For the rest yeah. of her life, which I thought was like super powerful and like um, empowering, I guess. So she knew what she wanted, and it wasn't that. And he knew what he needed to do, and so they just were not meant to be, and had to separate. Either way, she reads a beautiful le- letter that fills her with bravery, and she's like, "Crap! Now I I have no choice. This is who I am. I have to do this." And um, okay, lovely Mustang. But how shitty is it to invite both Lily and Michael to the ball and then plan to run away? Not show up. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like maybe in her head she's like, it's a fancy dancey party. With food. Free food. Free food. She does say free food, actually. This part, the next part made me cry a lot when I was a child. Like and also when I watched the star part. Because like I remember like mostly in middle school. You, like, find a sad song that, like, fits your situation. You, like, kind of sing it to yourself while crying. This is either really relatable or very depressing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm with you on this one. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Um, Yeah, so her Mustang breaks down, and it's pouring down rain, and she can't get the ragtop open or closed. And so she's just sitting in her open car in the pouring rain, broken down on the side of the road, trying to get to the ball so she can accept the throne. And she's just bawling, catch a falling star in her car. <laughs> wow. Joe pulls up. He's like, uh oh. Wow. The, the cavalry arrives. Super sweet. He like walks out with an umbrella and he's just like, you've got a ball to go to. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love how she shows up to the ball like completely drenched. <laughs> like, At least it's you covering get- her sweat. Her nervous sweat. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Clarice is about to make a speech saying that she's not going to be princess. <gasps> and, and the people find the finger, finally, that was in the statue. <laughs> and like, I guess it's string cheese. <laughs> yeah, Mia's like in the in the wings and then she goes on stage and she does her like whole speech about taking it and then they get to go she goes and changes into like her proper princess outfit Ooh, and guess what happens michael shows up and, and he's they cute dance. in the suit but there's like the sad part at first where grandma and joe start dancing and then mia's just kind of standing there like trying to look not like she's falling apart slowly on the inside and then yeah. michael shows up it's like oh thank god and then they all dance they do yeah. And she gets her foot pop and kiss, and then, like, she accidentally, like, it's still kind of sabotage because it gets stuck, but it's on a light switch, so all the fountains turn on, and the lights are all on, and it's so pretty. Why weren't they on already? Right. Um, somebody else had, like, a bad kiss, and their foot, like, went deeper down into the ground. And so they- <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, they have a cute little wrap-up, too, where she's like, oh, uh, this is what we're doing in the summer, and my cat, Louie, is having a wonderful time. He's already royalty and he's wearing a little crown. And he's on a fluffy pillow. And that's it. Yeah, that is it. That's the end of the movie. What did we learn? What did we learn? I learned that if people are like Lily, I want to say it because I remember, I don't want Josh to steal it. 
Oh, I forgot it now. Somebody else go. I learned that everyone's a princess on the inside, and all you have to do is learn how to embrace it. I learned that you don't need five queer eyes to come give you a makeover. You just need one Paolo. One Paolo. And also that if people are manipulating, if there's people who are like trying to keep you small and manipulate you. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I don't want to be manipulated. (laughs) That sounds painful. (laughs) If people around you are like trying to keep you small, if there's like something that you are like, oh, I like, I'm really thinking about like working out and getting super buff or like starting this cool project. And they're like, I don't know. Do you think you should? Isn't that kind of scary? What if you fail? that they're probably just trying to keep you small so they can feel bigger. Don't let people set your limits for who you can be. Only you can set your own limits. Only just you can. With it. Can you can you give me a few truths and a lie? I feel Don't like... we rate it first? Oh. I don't know what we do. Oh, wow. The the okay. thing says two goofs and a truth and then the rating. Okay. Yeah, it does. But then okay. also is it two truths and a goof or I, two I'm goofs and a truth? I'm that now because this has been <laughs> Okay. Number one, the picture of Mia's dad is Anne Hathaway's real dad, Gerald. Anne Hathaway climbed rocks like IRL, so she didn't need training. Or Whitney Houston was a co-producer of this movie. I know the truths, and I know the goof. Am I allowed to say it? Let Josh guess first. Okay, Josh, you guess. Which ones? I feel like I feel like it's not her dad. Can I say my my guess? Because I know what it is. It is her dad, and Whitney Houston did co-produce this. And what? she took rock climbing lessons to prepare for this role, which seems so. They're uh, all true. No, no, she took rock climbing lessons. I said that she like did them in real life, so she didn't. Uh, oh, I see. She took rock climbing lessons just for this role, and then like barely even rock climbed. Do you? So, I bet that think? helped her in the future to get Catwoman, though. Oh, probably. Oh God. I rate this movie a ten. Me too. I there. I would not change anything. And unlike all of the decoms that we've watched in the past few months, I would love to watch this again. I would watch this again tomorrow. I'm going to watch this again tomorrow and maybe even tonight because I have it for three days because I rented it from Amazon Prime and I don't want it to go away. If you were Princess of Genovia, what, what would be the first thing your official Twitter would subscribe to? Ooh. You're supposed to Jonathan say Van Ness, because I would need some like good hair tips for that. Supposed to say pot in the <laughs> Okay, but really though, like he has really nice hair. If I were Princess of Genovia, I would make it a royal decree that everybody subscribe and leave us a review. And... I feel like that's just taking advantage of your power. I see where you guys are going, but I think that's irresponsible leadership. country behind our behind this podcast what couldn't we do start recording on time probably (laughs) yeah